It is November 6th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW Dynamite versus NXT on USA. This was AEW's first go-home show before Full Gear coming up this Saturday on pay-per-view. Uh, NXT continued the invasion storyline in the build to Survivor Series. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Matt, doing a little grooming there. It's good. <laughs> My wife was in here doing work. I don't know why is her eyelash gimmick um, bent. I don't know. She got strong eyelashes. Yes, I was wondering you say that. If I said it, I'll get my ass handed to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a big blind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a cold like a girl a with strong Wed- eyelashes. That's called get a Hawaiian punch, legit. Um, we're going to say this is a good. Um, before we get anything, I'm just going to say tonight's promo, and I wrote this, was easily promo of the year by Cody Rhodes for my money. It was really good. Beyond really good. That was passion and personified, dude. Live promo of the year that had people hanging on his every breath. And then later in the show, maybe uh, a pre-recorded vignette, the the Jericho vignette, the the, the tape uh, of them talking. I mean, that was just the thing of beauty. Dude, yeah. They need to let his people talk more on that show, by the way. Yeah. I'll tell you. This is this is what I've wanted from AEW Dynamite all along. Was having yeah. something that had more promos, more vignettes, more yeah. story in addition to entering action. I know it was to build the pay-per-view, but I think I like this <clears throat> balance tonight. Don't you think though, you guys like they've gotten through the matchup part of this, like the, the dream matchup portion of you know, Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, the these guys versus these guys, the, this guy versus this guy crap, just for matchup purposes. And now they're finally realizing yeah, we got to develop storylines now for these for, for these characters. And it can't just be Cody and Jericho. Like, they're starting to try. Yeah. Yeah, Justin, yeah. what do you think of that? I mean, tonight, I will say when it opened up with uh, Trent versus Pac, I was kind of like, oh, this is... Uh, just a good matchup match. Good. But I don't know it's what I'd open with on the show. Yeah, I mean, side by side, it to NXT. NXT definitely won the opening uh, round for sure, both with how NXT started in the promo and NXT's first match was, was, you know, I mean, I like Pac, but I I don't, you know. Here's the thing. That show, though, Justin, in general, any show, and you've worked on indie shows, obviously, up in Pittsburgh, right? Up in Pennsylvania, um, you want to kick off your show with a high-paced action match, and that sure. is what they gave us. No, AEW didn't give us a bad match. I'm just saying, I, I this is more my own personal investment. I don't really care that much about Trent's story. Like that didn't excite me. I, I'm more excited about Damian Priest and Pete Dunne. Those two characters excite me, and the fact that they got a, they got a feud going on that excites yeah, me. That's a very so, good feud too. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. By the way, can we call you uh, Glenn the Hitman Rubenstein? You look like you're in a 1990 Bret Hart promo. Ain't nothing can wrong he with be, that. Can he please be Glenn Rubenstein Knight? What, how'd you say? Need heart. heart. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to let this down. You know, Raj mispronounces names all the time, and that's not a thing. Can we talk about, I just realized today on Twitter, you are verified, and Raj Geary is not. What? Right now, Raj is watching this, and he just <laughs> punched his hole in the wall. <laughs> it's crazy. When did you become uh, verified? Like uh, two years ago, I want to say. Look at that. Look at Glenn big time in me with that uh, quick end. Oh, that, that little thing, no big deal. A lot of Twitter's right place, right time. <laughs> Meanwhile, he has it written on a sticky note right next to his computer. Yeah. <laughs> the date. It's a, it's a, hol- it's a holiday. It's a holiday in his household. 
Let me pull out my journal. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was pretty cool, Glenn. Um, yeah. Twitter is the right place, right time. I mean, you've seen this, Matt. It's like you tweet the right thing. People retweet it. They get involved. starts a conversation. You yeah. never know when that's going to be. That's the great thing about social media. Your experience you know is different. While we're talking about this, yeah. to all my wrestling fans out there, stop only liking my crap on Twitter when it's about wrestling I talk about. You guys know I'm in politics. <laughs> Hook your brother up. I get like six likes now anytime I talk about anything Longwood related. And if I say, hey, I love the Young Bucks match tonight, I get like 1,000 uh, likes. Come on. Don't you, you want know, your former wrestlers to go out in the world and become successful after wrestling? It's tough, man. You become known and loved for one thing, and that's all people want to talk about. Mm. That's that's them telling you when they want you voted out of office and back in the ring, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> their plot. I'm just saying tonight, AJ and Gallows and Anderson could have used backup. Weird that two dozen, three dozen main roster talents live in the Orlando area, and they're the three that cared enough to invade NXT. <laughs> that's that, that, yeah that. everybody does live here yeah they should call you matt and be like you count you were on the main roster once you count. <laughs> yeah. come on down i, I would have done that actually i would have that would that that's kind of a um, yeah wwe they have enough good former talents that would be a cool way to re-debut some former talents do like uh be fun too yeah that would be awesome uh, so, so we got Two shows to talk about tonight. We're going to dive into it. We got a couple quick news things, but uh, let's do AEW first. As become as become our custom here, mm -hmm. they were in Charlotte, North Carolina tonight, and we opened with Pack versus Trent. Uh, Trent out there with Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Do you think Orange Cassidy has overshadowed the best friends to this point, Matt? No question. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yes, yes, and he's not said one word. Yeah, it's pretty fuck. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be tough to deal with, though, right? Like, you're doing a match, and your your valet, your entourage, is the one everyone's popping uh, for. In that, in that aspect, yes, I can see that. But everybody knows he's going to start wrestling. He's not just going to be the manager, valet, slash little nugget or little good luck charm. He's going <laughs> to, or as Cornette so affectionately calls him, his, uh, what does he call him? His puppy pockets, something like that. He calls him something like that. Pockets. Um, he's going to wrestle eventually. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. And plus, they're all best friends, legit in real life. Don't, doesn't he live with them or some crap like that? Does he? I think he, I think he lives with Chuck. Uh, what's his name? Why are we getting vignettes on that? If the best friends are legit best friends, yeah. I mean, and Good I point. hope, and I hope we find out he's not paying rent at all. It's very millennial. He's just mooching off the street. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or they don't. Oh no! Funny. The funny part would be they don't even know he lives there. <laughs> exactly. He's in the garage or something. <laughs> yes. All the noise. I think it's just the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't make any noise. He's so unassuming. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't talk. He doesn't move. It's too much energy to waste. He just sits in the corner of the garage. <laughs> that kid <laughs> is... Car one day, like, what the... F what are you doing here? <laughs> Orange Cassidy is such a star. So tonight he uh, he uh, gave some stiff kicks to pack in the ring. <laughs> This was the highlight of the match for me. I mean, I, I know. Let me ask you guys a quick question about this because I do listen to everybody else's podcasts uh, on my way to work and stuff like that. So here's my question. I see it go back and forth with older wrestlers and managers and people that podcast talk about not getting the stuff with Orange Cassidy, right? And as soon as he starts doing the shin kicks, the sweet shin music, that uh, it buries the business. 
What is your take on that? Aren't we like way past that nowadays? Because the cat's beyond out of the bag that now we're looking for different things to entertain us when we watch our wrestling. That being one of them. I mean, Justin, I don't know about you, but for me, it's a, you're entertainers. I mean, you're sports entertainers, right? You're not, this is what separates you from an actual athlete. What you do is athletic, but you're not out there to do true athletic competition. You're out there first and foremost to entertain and tell a story. And some people do that with their athleticism. Some people do that primarily with their promos. Other do it with their uh, physical comedy. And I think uh, in that regard, I give him an A plus as a sports entertainer because he accomplishes the job he's out there to do. Justin, you when you were you worked in the Indies, and you still do, right? Sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, don't don't you look at it? I don't know how you looked at it, but I've always looked at it as. You know, wrestling's an entertaining sport, meaning like I'm an athlete first. Yeah. I'm a former NCAA athlete. I played two sports. Um, do, do you know what I mean? And so when I'm wrestling in the wrestling ring, I've always first focused on the athletic part of it and then the character stuff second. Maybe I shouldn't have done it that way, obviously. I don't know. I think that in, in this day and age, I mean, you have to evolve with the times. In this day and age, the cat is out of the bag. And Dude, that do- cat is out of the bag and dead. Yeah, right, right. You do need to have something on the menu for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, me personally, the orange, I, I, and I can laugh at it, but me personally, I, you know, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big subscriber to the Joey Ryan Dick Flip or the Orange Cassie stuff. Mm-hmm. I give them props for being different and taking huge chances and risks uh, to possibly be ostracized in a business. And and if they're making money off of it, good for them. It is not my cup of tea. I prefer, and that know, is. A majority yeah. of the workers' opinions. I, yeah. I, that's why I talked to you about wrestling on the indies and seeing if you still did it, because that's a lot of the feedback I yeah. get from other fellow wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, I you know I help where I can. I cry when I put them over. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I help where I can in the office here with our IWC wrestling, and but I and while I know what my cup of tea is, I do recognize you got to have something for the people that find that stuff entertaining. You know, it, the, the the trouble becomes then when the, when the two have to crossroads, and it's like, okay, how do you? How do you I don't pre- think anybody knows? I don't think anybody knows yeah. with this. What? How do you move forward with this right. after the you know cute spots that he does? Everyone laughs at. I'll just say this: I get having you know not not to level and to the length that you have, Matt, but having you know having had to be in a locker room and, and watch how this operates, I give the, I give anybody like a Joey Ryan or Orange Cassidy credit for having the balls to try something right. that yeah. you know is going to possibly ruffle some feathers, yeah. and some some guys aren't going to want. But you know. But then, then as credibility goes on, like Ken Shamrock just put over Joey Ryan's dick flip. That's Ken frickin' Shamrock, one of the toughest MFers in the world. So it's like if he can, if he can get with the program, then you know it's it's, it's such it's, a you draw that line, uh, Glenn. Because think about it, how many times have I had I had Brian Kendrick pin me? I'm five. Yeah. To, I would eat Brian for lunch, and you know what I mean. It, like just physically, the difference. So like the suspension of disbelief as yeah. well. Is like, look, we're we're pretending somebody pins us. Orange Cassidy though can really wrestle and and is yes, really athletic, and so I think that's the thing. There's a difference between him and uh, this is the first other quote unquote novelty act that comes to mind. There's a difference yes, between Orange Cassidy and James Ellsworth. Like James Ellsworth goes out there, he looks goofy, he can take some bumps, he can maybe win the match as a heel. But Orange Cassidy, when he's doing the suicide dive and the flips with his hands in his pockets. When he's doing those kip ups, when he's doing those moves, yeah, like you couldn't do. He's not out there as a joke, just being like, "Oh, look at me, I'm goofy, and I'm gonna have a three second match." Like he, if you watch a lot of his matches, they've gone fifteen minutes, thirty minutes sometimes. You gotta really um, find this stuff on YouTube, but you're right. He'll 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 turn it on during a match for like 
like thirty second stint of like holy shitness yeah. the entire it, time. It, uh, yeah, I guess I guess the, maybe the moral of the story is as long as there's a payoff. Like you know, like you think about the character of Eugene. You know, Nick Dinsmore could wrestle circles around most people, but he, you know, he, but he, yeah, right. But he did the Eugene bit. He did, you know, he was mentally handicapped. But then the payoff would be when he would Hulk up and he could yeah. get serious. You know, like Santino could be the goofiest guy dressing up as a woman, but Santino could get down and, and get some business done when it came. Like, so I, I guess as long as there's a payoff that that that, that then kind of legitimizes them, okay. I guess it's okay then at that point. Sorry about this pit stop, guys. Sorry. No, but you know, and I think uh, Matt, it's it's um, sometimes point. people get pigeonholed, right? Because it's what people want to see, and that's what they become known for. Uh, so I certainly don't fault any talent for what it took for them to get over. I mean. Yeah. Even like we've talked about, even when there's some stuff that's a little stereotypical and maybe makes some of us a little uncomfortable. Hey, if that's what it takes for Vince to put you out there and for the crowd, right. for, if that's what it takes for Jinder to get the crowd to really want right. to watch him lose. Like, you know, you right. do what you got to do to connect with the audience. Ron Killing, yeah. Ron Killings is one of the most athletic guys, and he's also one of them. Another tough MFer. But he has no problem going out there and getting rolled up by everybody, everybody and their mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't always control what it is people love about you, which I know sounds like a weird thing to say, but you, you know sometimes you're going to make the best of the hand you were dealt, and I think uh, Orange Cassidy is is doing that, and then some. So this match uh, ended via referee stoppage with Pac uh, choking out. Trent I like that submission. I did but, like that. But how bad was that executed? The ref, mm. ca- they go for a pinfall. The ref goes one, two, and then literally blatantly stops the Stops. Count. That part was stupid. Even if there's a miscommunication, if 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 Pac's supposed to win, just count the three at that point. Yes, mm-hmm. as Reckless Youth is pointing out, uh, Mick Foley used a sock to get more over. You do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's the business. Um, so post match, Pac got on the mic, told the crowd to shut their mouths. Said he heard what Adam Page said. It won't make any difference. Saturday at Full Gear, Pac says he's going to make an example of Page again. And then, okay, a high <laughs> point of the night, arguably a high point of quite some time. Cody came out to the ring with Tony Schiavone, talked about his announcement. Would you call uh, him Tony who? What, am I, do I, was, I was saying around him, Schiavone. Say Siobhan, she, Tony she, Schiavone. Tony see, Schiavone. I, just, I say Shia. Yeah, I don't Shia. know why. Get Shia out of there. Tony Schiavone. God, just, Did you I, not watch the Monday Night Wars, brother? I, but there's a difference between when you hear something and when you read something. The problem is if I'm saying That's something right. off the top of my head when I'm reading, it's that Ron Burgundy thing where I can literally just, you I'm know. the same way, actually. I swear <laughs> to you. I'm the same way. Where yeah. was I? I actually said that, actually, and told them, you can't put this in front of me. I will read this accidentally. Get that. Or, I forget what it was. Oh, it must have been a speech. It happens to the best of us. Um, <laughs> so... Cody was out there talking about uh, the greats of the past, including his father, Dusty Rhodes, talked about some of the biggest names in wrestling were wrestlers, but also management. And AEW is the Ellis Island for wrestling. This is freedom. He has heard the criticism. Okay, so I have to say up to this point, I really thought he was about to announce that they were going to unionize or offer all the wrestlers health care. I really thought he was going in a different direction. I bet you they're the first company to do it. They're going to do it before WWE if it ever happens. Um, but his big announcement is if that he doesn't defeat Chris Jericho at full gear, he will never challenge for the AEW <laughs> World Championship again. Quite the corner to book themselves in, but yes. nonetheless, I'm with. I'm still. I'm still feeling the promo. Keep going, Glenn. Yeah. Um, and then, well, he called Jericho a stupid dick. Uh, talked about their childhood. 
Uh, talked about how Jericho needs his generation more than it needs Jericho. Yes. Um, two seconds. He the, the 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 high for me the pinnacle of this promo is when he starts when he starts getting super passionate right here talking about Jericho. Is you you put down my lot or my generation, um, um, us uh, we millennials. How I'm a millennial. How I'm spoiled. I had a silver spoon in my mouth, and then made the comparison to. Jericho's upbringing, having a famous NHL hockey mm-hmm. father for a dad, you know, seems to me like we both shared the same silver spoon, mm-hmm. now, didn't we? You stupid dick. It was so good and passionate and just fueled with fire. And I believed every word he said. And this is, he's just making this up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, the, not, yeah there, there was no script for him to memorize there. It was so well done. He was so well, he's always well spoken, but this promo was perfect. I'm being so serious. Like, I don't just throw that out there. Like, oh, you're kissing AEW's ass. You always put him over too much. Look, I don't care if you guys think that. I'm just telling you the truth. This, for my money, was promo of the year, or if you want to call it an in-ring promo of the year, fine. But yeah. total passion. Yeah, it was a great promo. I can't really say any more than Matt did. But, I, but to the point, though, it is booking themselves in a corner because I do not think Cody should beat Chris Jericho uh, Saturday. But to say but, – but, you know, because, like, the whole thing is, that, you know, AEW's point is they want to try to be different than WWE. They want to try to make sure that they have continuity in storylines. Yeah, there's no crazy loophole of why Cody gets a challenge again. So if he truly does lose, that is putting them in a that is that is a booking commitment they have to forever see of him. You know, I mean, what kind of committed do they need to be if this happens and he loses? Pot committed to him not challenging for that title ever again. There you go. This uh. <laughs> In a way, reminded me this was the babyface version of the Miz's promo on Talking Smack, even down to the voice breaking, the intensity that, that you could oh hear like God. tears in his voice. That was one of the, yeah, that was another best part of this promo. How did I forget that? Yeah, it's talking about his sister, his mother. It's not about my dad. It's not about the dad. It's about the living. My, my mother, my sister, my wife. Like he was breaking down. I was, that was awesome. It was fantastic. Um, this tonight, this is the moment you are going to see for years and perhaps decades to come in uh, the highlights of he sold Cody's tickets. career. You're right, Glenn. And he sold tickets tonight by making us want to see that pay-per-view because it's all or nothing for him, right? Yeah. Um, and setting up the elite versus the inner circle by saying, you know, this is the beginning basically of, of a war, if you will, and we're coming and we're going to eat you alive. Like that was freaking money. Oh, Jack Gonzalez in the chat just pointed this out, the loophole. A future champion, though, could challenge Cody rather than Cody challenging for the oh, AEW championship. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but... yeah, I mean it's, pro, it's pro wrestling. You can get out of right. it, but it's just just, all, just this early on, their first pay-per-view since having TV. Don't like, you want to see it now, though? Don't you want to see a crowning achievement of Cody finally winning the big one, the world title? $50 worth, though? I don't want – I well, honestly, I don't want to see it. I want to see Jericho hold on to the title until it's time – most people would say that, yeah. um, but, I, but I'm sure the match would be great. You know? He's been a great champion. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you, for sure. I think they've gone to the. Let me ask you a question. Do you guys think they've gone to this too quickly? This is the top baby face by far, versus their top heel. Right, like this is yeah. what one month in six weeks, six I, episodes. I think it's a great way to kick off your first pay per view since you've had weekly TV, and then between now and whatever's going to be their mania, whatever's going to be their uh, cap off the year. You have, build Omega you, have, back you have well, yeah, you have time to build somebody, yeah. Whether they better build him back up, dude. I don't know what the freak they're doing with that guy. If it's him, if it's him, yeah. Um, I mean, it's by far, by far the best built match for full gear. Um, yeah. Yeah. by comparison, so we're gonna have the uh, 
Lucha Brothers and SCU in a triple threat match for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Instead, we had Private Party versus the Dark Order to see who's going to get that title shot at full gear. Um, it, it dawned on me as I'm watching the Dark Order come to the ring. I'm like, this is like 1992 WCW bad gimmick. This this is like Oz. This is this this is like this is like Golga from the Oddities and WWF Attitude Era. <laughs> Help raise a kid with Shark Boy, but the sperm donor was Kevin Sullivan, and they delivered the kid inside the Dungeon of Doom. That's what this masked guy in the Dark Order looked like. <laughs> really thought that one out, huh, Justin? <laughs> I was just going to ask you the same question. <laughs> that was good. That's what it, I, I don't understand. I don't yeah. understand. These guys look like uh, they couldn't make it in JCW, let alone WCW. Um, Juggalo Championship Wrestling. That is Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Ah, look at me, Indy Matt yes. Morgan now. <laughs> Yo, I went to one of their shows, The Gathering, years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm surprised you never got booked for that, Matt. I mean, they book, like, tons of former talents. No. (laughs) You want to go to The Gathering of the Juggalos? Neither. Hey, those people vote, man. (laughs) (laughs) They don't. Uh, Anyhow, um, okay, I am in favor of private party getting a title shot this weekend in that triple threat. Um, but this is kind of what we talk about, right? Uh, what, I mean, wasn't the, the question about full gear, we've got Cody and Jericho, how are they going to build up this entire card so quickly? And I feel like this is one where it's just sort of, I mean, this, this is going to be a, a it's going to feel like a rehash to an extent, right? Why? Well, the Lucha brothers and SEU who, right. We saw in the finals for the Did tag team. Did we see title. the three of them though? Go not with the three, so it will be a little bit different. But I don't know. I, I mean, good. it's gonna be good, it, really good. Be good. At it. And, it better, it, and it should be using them as use the champions. They should be being used as continuing to build um, private party. Yeah. At least Evil Uno covered up. <laughs> Jose uh, was it Jose Lopez or Yopez? Uh, Yopez. Watchers, viewers, yes. It's very mean of you. Uh, uh, anyhow. Derek <laughs> Prime's hilarious. Yes. Uh, no, I thought this was a good match tonight. I'm glad Private Party's getting the chance. Um, but this is one, man. I, I, I really want to see the tag division get fleshed out a bit more. And I'd love to see Private Party get a meaningful storyline because I just think these guys are such huge stars. And, and I, I watch being the lead each week, obviously. I admit I'm a huge mark for it, right? But w- this past week's episode, they had like private party with an opportunity to develop them a little bit, if you will, for those of you that do watch the show. You know, not many watch it, but some of us that do, you know, we are including that in what we're watching each week. I know I do. And for private party, they, they just continue to have them be these guys that just party, that have alcohol, that are drinking alcohol. And it, that's all they did. They just sat backstage with like a cup of alcohol. They're a little like, what do you call it does actually? Street profits? Yeah, but they don't say it's alcohol in there. Same, I know. Same kind of thing. They need to get away from that a little bit. I know they're called a private party. We get it. They're, you know, they go to club, blah, 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 blah. I get it. They need to have more to it. I don't want to, I want to know where they're from. What's their background? Why are they in wrestling? Did wrestling help save them from something? Did they grow up watching it and say, I'm going to do that one day and then became a wrestler? Why are they wrestlers? Yeah. Uh, Justin, what do you think of that? I know online that's that comparison gets made a lot between Street Profits and Private I see Party. Why. I do yeah, see why. Now. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you put them side by side, and they're walking around. With cu- I mean, you have you have you have the cups. For me, yeah. it's the cups. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got you got two black guys who who are who are 
talking about partying with carrying around cups who uh, you know music similar to the entrance and their music uh, the entrance and their body language. I mean everything it, it's, 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 it's dream you guys dream tag team if you take both those tag teams mm. who, who do you take one from each team we take Quinn from Montez and Montez can you imagine if those two are a tag team holy bleep a lot of a lot of charisma yeah, yeah. <laughs> and crazy athleticism mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to be tough, though, right? I mean, it's got to be tough to have a gimmick that in and we and we haven't really seen this in TNA. This didn't happen much, where there was someone in WWE that has similar gimmick to someone in TNA. But uh, back in the Monday Night Wars, right? I mean, it seemed like all the time, sometimes purposefully so, they would uh, counter program someone. Yes, yes. Well, we had no, we had Black Rain when Gold when Dustin came to TNA. He was Black Rain, not Gold <laughs> Dust, but Black Rain. <sighs> I'm so glad he's turned all his life around since then. Whenever I mean, I can't believe that's the same guy. Did you know Relic was killer spelled backwards? <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Oh my god, this is what happens when Raj isn't here. This is good. Um, <laughs> so he's gonna happen again. He's gonna be back. Yeah. So week. chaperoning this. Actually, I love that Raj takes the night off and listens to the podcast. I know it's not really taking the night off, Raj. By the way. Uh, so private parties advancing to full gear to wrestle for the tag titles. Um, oh, then JR says there was a video sent in from the inner circle. I like that. I like that. Unlike NXT, he didn't specify it was a thumb drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was fan freaking tastic. AEW world champion, Chris Jericho sitting in a room alone, Sammy Guevara offering him different kinds of bubbly. Uh, he kisses Sammy on the head. Then we see Chris in a bathtub drinking some bubbly. <laughs> then we saw we saw Virgil. We saw Soul Train Jones praising Chris Jericho. Guevara talking about Jericho in the prime of his life, the youngest AEW champion in history. <laughs> uh, Jake Hager interviewed, stares into the camera. Uh, <laughs> Virgil says Jericho's talent is like the Olive Garden's breadsticks. They're in, it's unlimited. Uh, Jericho drops a little bit of the bubbly line again. I think we, what do you see? Like his aunt, uh, someone from his extended it, family. Chris's aunt's friend at church. <laughs> yeah, that's you can't overlook what, one of the things in this promo for, the, for for people that just listen to this podcast that didn't watch. You have to go watch it because the, the the nicknames on the screen, like Jake Hager was the big hurt, and you know Jericho's Le Champion. Soul Train Jones was like legendary trainer. <laughs> like it was just the great great identifiers on the lower third. If they did this every week, I kid you not. If they if they did three promos every week, they were at the production level of tonight. Oh, I absolutely believe they would uh, add another quarter of a million to half a million viewers. Uh, three, well, three production million. level. Production level. I'm talking these vignettes where yeah. they put a little bit of thought into it. It had some comedy in it. Uh, like we'll talk about Brandy's promo in a minute, but you know what I mean? Something more than just whatever they pay him, he is worth every penny. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this was great. If you uh, skipped anything tonight, go back and watch this and watch Cody's promo. They are building this match so much. I mean, it, it overshadows and then some everything that's happening at full gear on Saturday. Virgil, Pittsburgh's finest. Yes. Will Virgil wrestle? He should be he should be the security guard for the inner circle like he was for the NWO, and he should be the first one that always gets punked. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you want a funny video, I tweeted it tonight. I had Virgil in studio here in Pittsburgh a couple years ago where I had him read mean tweets about himself. Why would you do that to him? That's a, yeah, why would you do that to him? But that is a hilarious gimmick. I paid him. He agreed. 
that is not a good and answer. Then, no, but then we went to lunch. And, <laughs> no, but Glenn, but then we, but then we went to lunch, and he stiffed me on the bill, and that is a true story. And he tried to tell me shocked by this. And he tried to tell me some story as if he was one of the first original five of the NWO. I said no. I said <laughs> it went. I said it went Hall, Nash, Hogan, Giant. Then it went uh, uh, DiBiase, Fake Sting. Then a guy named Six. I said you were like after like number nine when you eventually showed up. He was. He didn't come in with DiBiase. No. He was, he was trying to tell me that he did, but he did not. <laughs> I have a lot of stories of Virgil, unfortunately. That's a sad life I have. How come Virgil doesn't have a podcast? I, Dude, I used to root for him like nobody's business. When Million Dollar Man was cutting those uh, vignettes and promos, and he, like, he was yeah. getting a massage from Virgil, and he goes at the end of his promo, he's like, the toes, Virgil. The toes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, like uh, it's so worked out. Yeah, real quick, you want to see a funny video of Virgil in the ring? And Matt, you'd appreciate this. Go find Royal Rumble 94, the Rumble 94 in Providence. This is when they're making Diesel for the first time. Nash is just eliminating people left and right, left and right. Then yeah. Virgil comes out. Virgil slides the ring, and he stiffs Nash three times, and then Nash gives him the business. It is it is effing hilarious. What is it, Royal Rumble 94? Rumble 94. Go find it. I will. Not right now. But... No, continue. Okay. Uh, okay, so I feel like people were critical of this match uh, and really the AEW women's division in general. Ugh. Jamie Hayter and Emi Sakura versus Riho and Shana, uh, or Shana, which again, right. kind of weird. Both brands, NXT. AEW having a Shayna. Um, yeah. But Emi Sakura is facing Riho for the AEW Women's Championship on Saturday. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand much of the decisions at the moment when the women's division. And you know, here's the other thing. Their women's division, you know, like, I don't understand them putting this match at the turn of the hour. They put this match on at 9 o'clock. So as you change into from hour one to hour two, that's when you want to put something really, really you know, attractive as you're grabbing people who are naturally flicking through the guide. This is this was – I don't understand them putting it at this point. I, there's so much el- there was so much else that was solid on the show that they could have positioned for that 9 o'clock spot that changed into hour one, hour two. I was baffled by that decision alone, never mind that I just really didn't care about the match of those that are in it. Well, I will say this about your girl from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Um, did you see, did you guys watch, uh, dark last night? I did not yet. She did a phenomenal job. Uh, Britt Baker she, on, on her pre-tape they did with her. It was a backstage vignette, you know, of her oh, for her. did you see yeah. that? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. She was talking about, at first I thought it was corny when she talked about what her new finisher is, where she puts the damn stretch on, on whoever her opponent is and then finishes it with a, a manable claw essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about it in like super scientific terms about what she's doing mm-hmm. and what she, pressure she's putting on Glenn, like right here in mm-hmm. her mouth. And she's naming the nerves of it. She's naming yeah. the actual muscles. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of nerdy. And she goes, let me break it down for you that don't understand what I'm saying. I'm going to rip your effing jaw off your face. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was really good. And they need to show it tonight, I thought. <laughs> Matt, and you know, and you know, you know, she's still like so. She just did the taping in Charlotte. She's on the first flight back to uh, to Florida tomorrow, and she goes back in the dental office tomorrow. Like, like that's like legit. She st- stays in the office throughout the week when she's not traveling for for them. Is she based out of Orlando uh, with Adam Cole? Yeah, she is. Matt, they live she's a new dentist. I have a new dentist, exactly. 
Yeah, they love. They, yeah, yeah. I can. I'll, Matt, I'll get. I'll send you. I'll, I'll message you her address for the uh, her office address. She's definitely winning me over, dude. Like as far as as the female wrestlers on that roster go, they need to stop messing around with all these other talents. I'm sorry, enough's enough. You got to get your meat and potatoes of your division. Brandy needs more. Kong needs more. Yes. Um. This uh, obviously she needs more. Uh. Brett Baker, they should have aired this promo tonight. I'm telling you, Glenn, it was that damn good. I will you watch know, after the show. You, you, real quick, you know what their women uh, like? Britt and and Brandy and Kong, like the, the people that actually have like some depth to the characters uh, that are for a little bit familiar already. Mercedes Martinez. Their women's division right now, the way they're rolling it out, it, it feels. And this is not a compliment. It feels like how WCW would bring in like too many random people from Japan and Mexico and didn't give you the backstory. Now, like right. guys, yes. like guys yes. like Ray and Juventud and Psychosis, they took and Eddie, Eddie Guerrero, they, they all. Took- they took yeah. off, and there was story put with them. But when, right. when you, you would get these random, like like Maleo Saka, who I love Maleo. Like, I know nothing about him except he had a freaking hat that never fell off his mask head. Yeah, I just never understood. Yeah, that's that's kind of what the feels you know what like. I mean? Like Glenn, like they're, they're they're spotlighting the wrong damn talents. They have some, like I just said, Mercedes, Mercedes yeah. uh, Martinez, for instance. She's Dude, great. she was a stud in that uh, May Young Classic. She became a an even bigger star through that. And they need to be focusing on her too. She's another one they should be featuring, not all these other, um, you know, overseas talents that that we just don't know. And quite frankly, I don't care to know some of them. Well, they they're not building. They haven't even given me the, the at least with certain talents, Glenn. They mm-hmm. draw you in enough to say, you know what? Okay, I'll give this a little run and give us a chance to, to that for them now to tell me about who these characters are. Sure. I don't even care with. The talents I just mentioned, if you didn't know anything about them, you'd still stay on the channel for like another 30 seconds and give them a chance to tell us who this who is this awesome Kong? Who is this Brett Baker? Who is this, you know, Brandy Rhodes, if I never watched a show before? Right. At least with all of them that you just named, I could the, tell you, you can say one sentence about them and you want to hear more. The girl that won tonight, I couldn't care any less about her, yeah. but she's a legend. I don't yeah. know that. Yeah. I don't never heard of her before. Well, they're not yeah. putting her over. It's on them. I mean, it's she's on a coach, but she's the coach and she helped. That, that's the only thing I know about. I'm like, I don't know. I just know she was a crap in the ring. I, and I'm again, and again, they were switching from hour one to hour two. This is what they put at the top of hour two. Terr- like, a terrible decision. And yeah, they've got to focus on women's division. They do have the talent. That's what I'm trying to say here. They have others I'm leaving off this list. What's her name? Um, oh, come on. Come on. The blonde lady, uh, blonde girl with the green, out, usually green outfit. Come uh, on. Bia Priestley? <clears throat> no, but she's another one definitely I would watch. The, the girls that were on um, Dark Glass. Yeah, Bia, Bia is who I think. Brett's having a match with this Saturday. Yes, yeah, yes. Great. She's really good. Yeah. But last night on Dark, there was another talent from, from I want to say, England. She's super strong. Oh, um, uh, I know who you're talking about. Um, come on. She's really good, Glenn, and athletic as hell. She's a former gymnast. Yeah, the one they had the, the promos for, right? Um, What's her name? Oh, why am I blanking? Uh, Sadie Gibbs? Yes. Dude, that's another one I'd feature the hell over, uh, all over. She's yeah. freaking money. She's only been wrestling for two years, I believe. She's gonna be nasty, dude. They need to put focus on her too. And that's that. That's where I'm really, really just disappointed with uh, the women's division, especially given how well NXT is doing. That I feel like they're the AEW's almost just paying at lip service, just giving up at this point. I don't know. No, it feels like I'll be honest. I know Kenny Omega ha- like has a lot of these girls that are his favorite. You know. It feels like they're just saying to him, oh, "Okay, who do you want to book? Who, who do you want? To, who do you want to put over?" That's what it feels like to me. 
and it's not translating with the rest of the uh, country that watches the, their show, in my opinion. When they should make want- that an angle. They should be the story, man. They should have backstage. Like, someone should, like, a woman, maybe Brandy. Brandy, although tonight said it's not about running the division. A woman should step up and be like, Kenny, I'm sick of you booking all the women's matches. Tell yeah. a story with that, right? This idea uh, yeah. where you've got factions. I mean, yes, you have legendary, awesome Kong sitting here on your roster, not doing nothing. Yeah. What do you? Doing? I don't get it. Uh, oh, and the main one who should have won the title from from Jump. What's her name? Uh, Nyla. Nyla Rose. Rose is another stud. Yeah, and they, they did feature her. To be fair, okay, but I'm just saying. yeah. And it's not that the match was was bad tonight. It was a solid match. But the point is, though, it's, I didn't care to watch. I didn't it. Care about any of them? Yeah. yeah. Nothing about it. that match that I care about. I put my attention on NXT at this point because I had no care yeah, about this. Yeah. It gave me my out finally to go watch NXT. I mean, that's serious. Yeah, a great wrestling match. I mean, isn't this funny? A great wrestling match is not enough anymore. No, no, it is not. And people will make the argument: Why do? Well, why don't you uh, treat the Young Bucks that way, Matt? Why don't you treat Lucha Brothers like that, Matt? Because I know everything about them. I know everything about them. That's why. To be fair, I treat most everybody that way. If you don't capture me from from curtain to ramp. I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm gonna be iffy if I'm staying with it. I, I'm very much a, get me in the first thirty seconds with the entrance and with your, with yeah. how you engage the crowd. Yeah. I could, I could chairman, care. Did you see the chairman's entrance? Yes, yes. yeah. That was, that was different. That was cool. Yep. That drew my attention. Yep. yep, yep. So we had a vignette for Brandy Rhodes following up on the last vignette. Uh, Brandy's sipping some wine. She's talking about working hard to get where she's at. How she's being dismissed for being Cody's wife, not being good enough. Yeah. Uh, the flashes of Awesome Kong were jarring at first. Uh, yes. <laughs> But this was this was very well produced. So I don't know. At least they're going somewhere with them. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Brains and brawn. I like that. I think that'd I be dig good. It. Yep. Yep. Who are they going to challenge for this, though? I mean, do you think they're just going to get the talent off that. Riho? They better, first of all. It makes sense to put it on Brandy and be this. But here's the thing, though Brandy being a heel, I mean, I, ah, she's such a great baby face. Yeah. She really is. You ever see her media days and stuff? She's so well-spoken, but she's also super passionate, again, like Cody in a way, um, with her passion. And I always get behind people like that. It's going to be tough. But um, having Kong be her heater is freaking money. It could be like Andre giving the title over to Million Dollar Man. I was hmm. just thinking the same exact thing. Brandy just buys the title, essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's Dicky. That'll get her heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She, she shows uh, up. She shows up at media with a title, but she's being the chief brand <laughs> officer. It's I know I'm supposed to be here talking about how the other girls are putting them over, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good. Eat. Uh, Brandon Cutler versus Sean Spears. Sean was out there with Tully Blanchard. Um, I like this. Getting a great, great entrance tonight. Uh, picking up an easy win over Brandon Cutler. This who's, o, who's who's zero three? By the way, if you're keeping track of your AEW standings, we're not <laughs> keeping track of poor Brandon Cutler. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did like Brandon Cutler's gear tonight. I thought it was pretty dope. Um, different. Um, but, dude, the chair, Sean Spears is freaking awesome. He's, is, that's no surprise. We all know how talented he is in the ring. Um, I would watch how much, though. I saw this on Dark last night when he wrestled as well. MJF in the announce booth was really going overboard and talking about what Tully has meant to Sean, which is good to do. But they were basically saying on, on, on uh, Dark last night that, he owes everything to Tully Blanchard. He was this before Tully came along. It's like, no, he was a stud before yeah. Tully came along. He was incredibly underutilized by WWE. Got overall on his own accord, despite being craply booked, um, and then left 
on his own accord, which I respect the hell out of, came to this company, did a great job, um, and would have been fine without Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard helps him immensely, yeah. in my opinion. And I like seeing them figure out their chemistry together. I think Tully's awesome with him. But to just label him like worthless without Tully, yeah. that's that's stupid. That's ridiculous. You know, obviously, I knew who he was in WWE, like with the Ty Dillinger gimmick and that how that yeah, got sure. over. But but I'll be honest, I didn't know like I didn't I didn't know much past the surface. We did have him here in Pittsburgh at IWC Wrestling a couple months ago, and I got a chance to kind of just overhear and listen to him as he was working through the segments and matches uh, he was doing here. He 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 explains and thinks things in a really intelligent way that stands out that's different than most other guys. And, and it'll be, it won't be, it's not reinventing the wheel. It's not like he's doing crazy sequences or spots that are never, you know, it'll be, it's going to be an amazing trainer one day too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I was really impressed by him. He, you know, he, I mean, a nice guy, you know, breaking, breaking kayfabe and everything, but yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's a stud that they have. I can see why they quickly jumped on him when he left WWE. Don't, don't you think physically as well? Like, especially on that roster, I like the way he's changed his look. He's got the tattoos on the sleeve. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So after the match, Tully slid in the chair. Spears was going to drop Cutler on it, but then Joey Janela ran in uh, to the ring, chased him away. Here's a storyline. They started on yeah. dark last night as well, by the way. Joey, uh, Janela, and uh, Tully. Tully cornered him backstage, and they jumped him. Yeah. This, might, this might be really high praise, but Sean Spears could be like Say. AEW, like like AEW's Randy Orton. Oh. Oh. That's good that's, that's but that's how I kind of look. I mean, he could. We had a video package: John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, the unsanctioned match. The build-up for this, um, this was really good. Mm -hmm. I yeah. thought, yeah, another yeah, another, another well-done produced piece to uh, to drum up the excitement, the build. I they just, I mean, they've got a department that does this, right? Like, I just don't understand why they're not focused on churning more of these out. Well, I mean, Glenn, you can only do so many in one week. You know, you don't want the whole show to be a. But that's what I'm saying. Most weeks we have like one. True. Tonight I mean, uh, I mean, tonight was a good change of pace to pick a little bit more up. I mean, I, you know, we we've said on the show that they, especially when you put them side by side to NXT, that they're not as storyline and character driven. Again, part of it is they are the they they are at the you know they're they're just starting their episodes, so they need to like the more weeks in is the more content you have to enrich the story so now we're getting to that point you know i mean you, you you wouldn't expect this kind of videos on week two of their tv because it's only week oh. two now now that we're at week i think what is it five six i mean you know you have more content to, to show to package together see i would argue that it being new there's even more an excuse to do these vignettes because we don't know the characters yet we don't know their story showed mm -hmm. sean spears uh in a car ride saying papa tully tell me a story you know something Show how he gets that haircut. You could do anything. You could literally do anything to introduce these characters and do it in the most creative way possible. Um, I'd like to see more of that, and especially um, because they've done stuff on being the elite. We've seen content. I mean, MJF's a good example. MJF, if you haven't watched yet, there was a great mockumentary out there about MJF that is absolutely fantastic. I think was it like 15 or 20 minutes long, came out about a year ago. Um, I think they could just be doing more to get these guys over and introduce them and go deep with this very uh, talented and extensive roster they had. So in the main event tonight, we had Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara with Jake Hagar, uh, Jake Hager ringside with them. Uh, Matt, the main event yes. tonight. What did you think of this, this tag match? 
good, right? He doesn't like it. It's good. I mean, it reminded me of WWE. What's the WWE crossing over angles show? together? Yeah, like we're just gonna put all those guys in the match, watch them compete separately on Saturday. But tonight, they're all in the ring together. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't like that much any, either. But you know, yeah. Uh, Pac interfered. Omega got interfered. Uh, Moxley came out. MJF was there really? Yeah, I mean this this was super friends battling the Legion of Doom at the end here. We had Santana and Ortiz, uh, Moxley knocking into Omega. The Young Bucks came out. Uh, I mean everyone, everyone was there. Hulk Hogan showed up with NWO for Life uh, written on his chest. Uh, the Insane Clown Posse made an appearance. Uh, no, it was. I mean, right, Justin? If you wanted to see the entire AEW roster. This closing match tonight gave you pretty much that on the men's side. Uh, yeah, it was a very uh, WCW Nitro kind of feel. Yeah, you know it was. Which, not to say that's, I mean, I don't know. Not to say it's the worst thing in the world, but it, yeah, it was very much just like just open the locker room doors, everybody, everybody hit your tunnels and go. So, Matt, let me ask you a question: mm-hmm. If you weren't doing this podcast, would you mm-hmm. pay fifty dollars? American for full gear on Saturday night. Matt's going to have Raj reimburse him. I would not pay $50 for any wrestling pay-per-view. It says a lot. I mean, that this is where Vince McMahon has succeeded with the network in driving out the ability for competition to compete with pay-per-views. They've completely taken. I, I remember when it first happened. I remember going, how will this work? This is going to be weird. And it's not. And now it's. The opposite. Everything I do is on YouTube or the network, or you know what I mean. I have so much faster ways of like I don't want I don't like watching wrestling on the TV anymore because of this. I think I like watching it all on my phone all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Them still going on the on the traditional pay per view model. This is YouTube. Them still going on on the traditional pay per view model is an obstacle for them because not just the w, not just for pro wrestling, not just for the WWE network paying ten bucks to get all that you get. But, you know, like. Netflix and you pay what that is and you get all that and, and, and Amazon Prime and all these all these services that are that are that are giving you all this for far less than 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm interested because yeah, we do this. So it's like, yeah, I want to see how do they do the yes. Cody Jericho match, but but yeah, but to the average person who does, you know, we, we we all are fortunate to say that we make some money off doing this. So that puts a different perspective to us. But to the average person who's just a fan who who has no income coming in because of pro wrestling, I, do they want to drop? Do they want to drop fifty bucks, which is significant? To, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And that's on Bleacher Report Live. It's fifty dollars. I think it's more on cable systems. Mm. Wait, it's fifty on Bleacher Report, but more if you have like on your TV. Usually, I, that is how it works. I but like watching it on my phone personally. Bleacher Report, I like it. That seems a lot for a for a phone for, for Bleacher Report. Well, Live. no, you can watch Bleacher Report on your TV, Justin. They have an Apple TV app. They have right. Oh, okay. Roku, Fire, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I, and I think this is going to be telling. Forget the weekly rating, ratings numbers. What's the buy rate going to be Saturday? Because that's really going to mm-hmm. let you know how many fans they've got that are that are willing to do something the WWE doesn't ask us to do anymore. And in fact, with the network, I know uh, Ryback talks about this a lot. We've made jokes about it. You don't even have to pay $9.99 a month for the WWE network. They make it like they're inviting you to get free trial after free trial after free trial, um, you know, yeah. or come back or pay $3 for three months. Something crazy. They also canceled my membership now twice. How stupid can you be? Like it's been a glitch that's happened now twice since they made their update. Yeah. 
canceled your membership? Yeah, like it's not like I, I go on, I type in my password, it's not taking it. Wow. And I looked at last month's and it didn't collect its nine ninety nine from my PayPal. So you know what? I'm not gonna get it anymore. I'm gonna do what you just said about Ryback saying. I'm gonna get the free <laughs> memberships. So do you see what I'm saying? Like the, the the people who are running it and looking for things like that. Holy crap! If I'm seeing that, how many others are seeing that? Yes. As always, the WWE Network is free for new email addresses. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. Um, so let's talk about NXT tonight, and we will have full gear coverage Saturday. I will not be here Saturday night. Uh, Matt, you're gonna be here. Raj, Raj. going to be here. Justin, are you going to be here? No. Nope. Justin will not be here. Uh, so stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all that. Let's talk about NXT tonight. We had the retaliation. We opened the show with showing moments before going on the air with AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson uh, doing a beatdown in the Full Sail parking lot tonight, attacking the Undisputed Era before the show hit the air. I like um, that. Yeah, right? This, I mean, yeah, I like good. that. I like that NXT does the parking lot beatdowns. They've been doing that for five years now. It feels like it is always an effective angle or the backstage beatdown. Part part of why they do the parking lot is because they don't have a lot of space to work with to film backstage stuff. For them, they don't have like if you notice when they try to do the backstage vignettes of like a guy warming up in in their locker room, they don't have. They're putting up flags and signs that it's you know Dijakovic's locker room and the big big banners. That's the one thing that goes against them from a production standpoint. They, I've been through that whole where they are. They don't have a lot of room to work with, so uh, that, that kind of that kind of relegates them to go outside and make it a parking lot uh, anarchy kind of feel. It feels more real though, Matt. Does it feel real to you when you've got Rowan like toppling over a tower on Roman Reigns or Braun or Brock and the stretcher, and they have this like vast space to put on a stunt show? Doesn't it feel more real if it's John Wick style? You're in an enclosed corridor, and you've just got guys kicking the crap out of each other. I, I'm good either way, honestly. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't notice the difference. Um, I really dug it. Uh, that was he also attacked yeah. a few crew members on the way to the ring. And AJ Styles, his first time in NXT, saying, so this is NXT. Uh, NXT and the OC getting chance. They were out there interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa, who came into the ring. We also had Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. This set up a six-man tag for the main event tonight. And I love Ciampa saying what I've been arguing for a long time, and I've been arguing with Raj, and he says, welcome to the main roster. Yes, that's what yeah. he should be. Because, again, well, NXT uh, is no longer – it is no longer – you know, and, and, and on the new WWE backstage show on FS1, which will – you know, like Christian talked about it, it is no longer you're being called up. This is now equal playing field. I love that comment. Smart. It was great to use AJ Styles in the club because, as you were saying, uh, Glenn, out of all the guys that WWE and out of all the guys NXT scooped up, you know that they got the Samoa Joes, the Nakamores. They got a lot of the a lot of guys who who were big names elsewhere, and they let them come in, keep their names, keep their gimmicks. AJ AJ Styles skipped was was one of the yeah he didn't have to go to NXT, and then when all the speculation of of the of Gallows and Anderson, they didn't have to go to NXT. They went to Raw, so it was really cool to see them in NXT because we hadn't done that. This is the first time. So NXT did a smart. Smart decision here by uh, rolling them out to kick off. They they totally won the opening round against AEW. Absolutely. Thought he missed a good opportunity to talk about how uh, you know he's got a lot of experience wrestling in Florida and Orlando for far bigger crowds, mm. but they don't think they'd ever reference Impact that way. Wow. Um, but uh, this was a great opening. I mean, I thought based on this, I was disappointed by everything that came between this and the main event. There were some high points, yes. but this 
this opening maybe great like, great bookends the show great bookends. yeah i mean you can see on twitter i was so so high on the show at the opening because this was, it was absolutely good. fantastic it was then we went to pete dunn versus damian priest this was great it was good yeah, it was a good. very good match i think it was the lack of more attacks i mean honestly because on the lack of more attacks from the main roster or more presence because on SmackDown, NXT, people kept showing up. You didn't know who you were going to see next. Okay. Well, it's a little different. NXT yeah. are being a, a, an introduced to a new audience, whereas this is our NXT-branded show that we're watching, and um, we know all the SmackDown and Raw people. if They showed up and whatnot. So a lot of that stuff you saw on SmackDown and Raw was, for a lot, was more for introductions. Yeah. Um, but... I wanted to see wrestling on this show. I, I don't want to see it hacks every segment. Well, uh, after Pete Dunn won that match, Killian Dane attacked. <laughs> I mean, outsiders, but yeah. <laughs> um, so then we had uh, some build up uh, more for the women's war games match. We'll talk about the developments there. Uh, we had Tanara versus Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett. That's our girl from here, Central Florida, Orlando. Um, worked at uh, um, on one of the indie companies here. Um, oh, come on. Why am I having a brain fart? Um, uh, Team Vision Dojo's here. Um, Chase and Rance, I believe, is a trainer and owner of that with Larry Zabisco, Scott Hall. Um, she's awesome. She's been, dude, that girl's been getting overlooked for years now she should have man she should have been part of that original nxt crop in my opinion years ago like with charlotte and becky and all them were signed and just starting off that's how good santana's been now for quite some time she's a stud man and i, and I hope she gets the shine she deserves one day yeah i agree with you matt about her one thing about this match though there was i don't know if it was just miscommunications or what there are sequences yeah. in this match where they were in it was like they were doing a walkthrough hmm they, if you go back and watch uh, parts of this match, it was literally it was literally like a a football team in the ballroom at the hotel the night before the big game. They were just doing the walkthrough of where they each need to be. It, it what was, made you say that? Like how they were like tippy tat, like like how they were running the ropes, or like there was a there's there's one sequence where I forget which one was in the corner. Matt, if you want, if you go back and watch again, they they were just they were there was not full intensity. They were they were literally it was like they were in the back pantomiming the match. Where you say, okay, I go here, we go. That's what they look like. They were. It was really bizarre. Just little sequences. But you're right. Santana is really good. I've seen her. This, but that that threw me off. I was like, what is yeah. happening here? Go back and watch it again. It was baffling. Uh-huh. Although, like Matt, we were talking about uh, the other day. Like there needs to be a meta gimmick where someone's out there. Then we go over here. Then we go over here. Then flippy shit, flippy shit, false finish, kick out at two. Like that should be the gimmick. We're gonna talk through the match while doing the match. <laughs> yeah. That would get massively over on the indie scene. Um, so that's after taking, that, that's, that, that's taking the Joey Ryan and Orange Cassidy stuff to a whole other level. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You see, he'll be showing up on everyone's front porches and shit. With <laughs> God, uh, <laughs> uh, he might need you as a bodyguard again, Matt. The way things are going for corner <laughs> these days. Just saying. Um, so we got another women's match. After that, we had Shayna Baszler versus Dakota Kai. Predictable. Oh, and uh, Tanara won that match. And now you said, Glenn, you said you wanted to have more attacks. I did think, man, this place, in the words of Pat Patterson, will go banana if Becky Lynch shows up and attacks Shayna. 
or Bailey I, and Sasha. Or, yeah, I, I just I was waiting for that. Versus but just, Becky showing up backstage and doing this and just calmly sit down in a folding <laughs> chair in front of her, like yeah. inches away from her face. Yeah, and calmly talk yeah. so much smack. I watched that promo again, Glenn. Yeah. Oh my God, I was so rotten. Becky was great, but we were talking about the difference between uh, Raj brought this up between Becky and. Um, uh, what's her name? Shayna. Shayna is the light years difference in their promos. Shayna's promos, her voice, her tone even, which I never talk about. I never talk about somebody's tone being terrible or their pitch, but her tone even is annoying. It, she's a terrible promo. I am so sorry. I'm not saying to be a dick. I'm saying because I didn't believe a single word she said in her and that, promo. And, and that and sucks. Talks, I want to turn it off. And that sucks because prior to that on SmackDown when they called her in, she came in and I thought she looked great attacking all the girls. Yeah. Just don't let her talk. She doesn't have yeah. to talk. Yeah. Look what they're doing with Jack Swagger right now uh, over in AEW. He looks freaking awesome not talking. At first, I didn't like it. I was like, why do they let him talk? It makes sense now. It's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Shayna won this match. Then Duke and Shafir uh, joined her standing tall. We went to replays and they started beating Dakota Kai, Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, and Candice LeRae ran out to make the save. Bianca Belair and Io Shirai also came out. Mia Yim also ran out and loaded with a bunch of kendo stick shots. Big fan yeah. of Mia Yim. Yes, sir. Big fan. This War Games match is going to be awesome. Better Central Florida, Orlando, indie star here at one point. Mia Yim. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, these are all the girls. These are all the girls we like. They all came out like after this. This is, I mean, I just, again, on the main roster, could you imagine if all the women could be in a segment and feel like they're all individual characters that more or less stand toe-to-toe? Hashtag need their own damn show. Yeah. Already. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about uh, what happened with the War Games teams being finalized. But first, we had Tony. Matt, e- are, you, Matt are you scratching your back with an action figure? I thought I was off camera and I caught it the last second. No, you weren't off camera. I can see the, I can see the action figure doing this to your shoulder. Oh, so like, what was happening? I can't reach past. <laughs> uh, Tony Deese versus Angel Garza, winner. Maybe, maybe if you'd becomes... stop lifting, you can move your arms a little bit more. This one. Muscle bound. Uh, Angel Garza winning this to get a number one contender shot at the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Um, Do you care about Angel Garza? I didn't in the match, but I did when he slapped the shit out of Leo Rush after the match. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, no, I was like, all right, I'll see this match. Like he just straight up just slapped Leo. Like you could hear it echo in full sail. Um, so can I tell a really quick slap story? Yeah, I promise please. it'll be worth it. New Japan Pro Wrestling. I had just beaten Yuji Nagata at Tokyo Dome, semi-main event. The night Brock won his title, putting myself over. Um, that same tour, I wrestled in a singles match versus who would go on to become uh, Yoshitatsu. And he was a young boy for New Japan at the time. So he was just supposed to, I was just supposed to eat his, you know what, in like, I don't know, a minute and a half. We start off the match face-to-face where I'm supposed to show off I'm much taller. He comes up to my chest, uh, you know, that kind of gimmick when the bell rings. He slaps me in my face, all right, which we did not talk about. <laughs> Dude, I completely go bonkers on him and i freaking smacked him as hard as i could back and i hit his ear and shattered his eardrum the poor guy's under the ring like puking and stuff i had to pick him up dead carcass bring him in the ring didn't pin him picked him up limp into the elevator a dead body essentially um we got backstage and there and scott norton's like they were testing you i'm like with him and they're like well they want to see how you'd react 
you know, would you take it or would you not? I'm like, well, what would happen if I did? Because I'm professional enough to say, well, that's a smack. It doesn't really hurt. A little 180 pounder did it to me versus, you know, Rageaholic Morgan. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who broke the poor kid's eardrum. Um, do you know what I mean? And Scott's like, yeah. well, thank God you didn't. I was like, Jesus Christmas. It's like, dude, it's like 2005 now. Like, what the hell are we doing here? Do you guys sign indemnification waivers? When you're when you're working situations like that, or is it just sort of you know what you're getting yourself into? You know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. You should at least. But I could see others that didn't. I, I caught times with Ginger Act didn't see certain stuff coming. Um, because I ended up tagging with him and others, not not just him, many others. Yeah. I don't I don't know him, but I heard I don't know his real name, but I've heard Yoshitatsu's a pretty tough Tough yeah, is right? I'm sure he is, but like yeah. they were testing not just me, but probably him too, and saying, Hey, go get the seven foot Gaijin kid and smack him in the face, oh. and probably ribbing him too. But they're the one they gassed him up to do it for sure. Ricky Choshu <laughs> did. <laughs> so, backstage, uh, we saw Rhea Ripley with Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, and Candice LeRae confirming that her fourth team member for War Games is going to be Mia Yim, and then Rhea, uh, apologizing to Dakota Kai, who He's like crying and says something and then walks off. It was awkward, but I thought this felt very real. And I'm actually curious what how Dakota factors in going forward. Why was that funny? No, it's not that it was funny. It was just, it was like, this is really real. It was one of those things where I was like, this feels so. Like something you could see happening. Yeah, it felt awkward, but in a good way. I think a lot of times we don't get those sort of two real moments. Somebody else right in front of you. Yeah. So I think. I think Dakota could cost them the match. I think we could maybe build a feud with yeah. Dakota and Rhea going yeah. forward. Like, I just, I like this moment. It felt different than a lot of what we see in professional okay. wrestling. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's fair. But that's going to be a badass team with Mia Yim, with Rhea, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Candice LeRae. Tegan Knox, I would have switched her out. I'm not a big fan of her. I don't hate her. I, I just, out of those three, she's like, w- out of those four, she, to me, is like way down here. And those other three are like really up high. Yeah. On my list. Um, Isaiah Scott versus Dominic Dijakovic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I much to say. Raj would say, it was there. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> a, ra- uh, a Rajism. Yeah, it was there. Yes. Um, people in the chat speculating about Dakota. Is she going to turn heel? Will she be on the other team? I don't think she's going to be on the other team because the other team is Jessamine, Shafir, Shayna, and Bianca Belair. Can you say all those names again? The first and last, by the way. Say the first and last names. Uh, Marina Shafir, Jessica Dyer's group, Jessica Dukes. Why am I? How do you say her name? Jessamine. 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 Jessamine Duke, I think. Yes. Jessamine Duke, uh, here, a four horse. I'm going to look I, this I, up. Can I just say this the about names? The yeah, weirdest can, names. Can I say this about Shayna and, and her posse and her and her four, four horse? <clears throat> they're garbage it, compared to Ronda. It's like it's well. Let's take Ronda out of the equation. Just Shayna and then the other two. Shayna is like Biff Tannen, and the other two are like the like the little the little guys that are always with Biff. The one that wears a 3D glasses. 3D. His uh, name is 3D. <laughs> Like, I don't even know who, like, they're, like, they're there. But so they got the cow manure in them sitting in the back of the car? Yeah. Hey, hey, butthead. I mean, like, it's just, it's, just, it's Shayna's Biff Tannen. She, she matters. She, she's got some credibility. And then the, the lackeys, I don't know. Yeah, they're a match skinhead in 3D. 
I just would never. Shane is good in the ring. I just would not let her talk. I'm sorry. I thought it was that rotten. I don't know. Oh, no, pardon me. It is Shayna Bianca Io Shirai. So, yes, it could be Dakota. It could be. Shayna uh, Shafir and Duke uh, are not in War Games. I am mistaken. I apologize. Huh. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. I'm now intrigued. There you go. Oh, Back to the Future. I need to watch that again. Great, great movies. That all is one that, if it's on TV, especially when they show the trilogy, that oh, yeah. is what I'm doing for the day. Yeah. All three all three are great. Yep. I appreciate part three more the older I get. I will. Have, you, <laughs> have, have, have either of you guys ever heard Tom F. Wilson, who plays Biff, do his stand-up comedy song about yes. the questions that he gets asked? No, from being Biff Tannen, Matt. I will text it to you. It is. It is. Yeah, a one- you got to watch this. It's, it's, really it, it, it's a song about all the questions he gets from fans. It's all the stupid Back to the Future questions he gets, and his smart ass response to them. <laughs> it's very good. I gotta send you that. And I gotta send you. I gotta send you Nash, Stiff, and Virgil. Yeah. Text memes to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, the Biff, the Biff song, better than Isaiah Surf's Swerve Scott versus Dominic Dijakovic. Dominic Dijakovic won that match. Then a promo from the Forgotten Sons: Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake, and Jackson Riker. They are the savages of NXT and will be forgotten no more. Uh, announced for next week. Did they include them in the NXT takeover on those two shows? No, right. On Raw SmackDown, so. were they part of the attacks? This was the problem with having everyone show up wearing black T-shirts. Yes, I agree with that. A lot of them look too 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 much alike. But like these are three. This is a stable that they're trying to make, and sometimes you want certain talents to be part of this. Sometimes you don't want to get any on you, like we like to say. But I, I do feel like they're going to be forgotten about because of this new angle. <laughs> They they thought it was a clever name at the time, Matt. The Forgotten Sons. Well, it is a good, it is a very clever name. If we're about those that served, you know, our country, right? It's not the shtick. It's real life for uh, uh, what's his name, Gunner. Gunner served our country. Is that what I thought? It was this idea that they were in NXT and people literally forgot they were still in NXT. No, I thought they served in the military and people oh, really? forget. I apologize. I thought yeah, this no. was a meta commentary on why the Forgotten Sons chose this name. Oh, I thought it was because because he debuted. Gunner debuted in this, so how could he be forgotten about? He never had a chance. Well, if you if he was forgotten, Matt, how would I know that? See, I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was the cleverness of the joke. I kid you not. He's I literally really... thought this is what it was. Phil Shatter is very good. Um, according to this, uh, there is no story on uh, no. at least what I looked. At. Although what. Lacey Evans was a guest member, which makes me think, Matt, you might be right. Mm-hmm. And, and I apologize. Although, man, the headlines are right themselves. You Google Forgotten Sons NXT, and it's all these headlines. Are the Forgotten Sons doomed to be forever forgettable? Um, <sighs> you are sort of inviting that with the name. A little bit. A little bit. Anyhow, uh, Matt, promo Matt, for them. Matt, I just texted you the Back to the Future question. <laughs> Stand up. Thank you. you can watch it when we get off the air. <sighs> Thanks, Dad. Gunner is a cool name, though. I agree with the people in the chat saying that. Anyhow, uh, next week, Io Shirai versus Mia Yim in a ladder match. That'd be cool. I, I'm all for yeah. that. I love, yeah. I love, I love, I love ladder matches. So. And then the main event tonight: the OC versus Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this this was a great use of the overrun, right? I feel like in weeks past they they run late and you flip and tune in. It's like why why am I? Yeah, yeah. This, this was great. This yeah. really was. Like I said, this is a very strong bookended show. Very strong. I don't I don't know if NXT is going to beat AEW this week, but I think this will be the closest the two shows are in viewership. Again, think about it. They stole. I don't want to say they cheated, but when you think about it. Don't think about you know WWE. Most of the superstars being away in Saudi Arabia, still being stuck on their flights. Just think about it strictly from the um, NXT versus AEW standpoint. Just within that context, in that arena only. There is now. Can you imagine if you were to take AEW and let them go on Monday Night Raw, and then take AEW and then let them go on SmackDown, introduced to two new networks, two new you know channels, new viewers, right? Yeah. And um, or one new channel, um, and but different viewers, and then go back to AEW the following week. Don't we think there'd be a spike in their ratings? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then starting off seeing AJ Styles. I mean, yeah, I think I, like I said, I don't know if I, I don't know if NXT. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have AJ Styles kick it off AEW right. Dynamite. Then right. yes, yeah. I don't know if you're gonna have NXT beat them, but it's gonna. I think this will be the closest it's, it's been in the five or six weeks now. Definitely. Yes. Um, I thought that from a pure ratings point of view, because people were talking about, oh, Raw did a low rating in the third hour. How's this invasion angle going to help? NXT to close the gap only has to get a very small percentage of people that watch Raw and SmackDown to tune into NXT. Uh And I think I I have a feeling that there's not going to be as wide of a discrepancy between AEW and NXT tonight. I thought this main event was really good. Um, everybody got their, their moves in. Everybody got their spots. The NXT's guys look strong. And instead of having a clear winner, Finn Balor came out and attacked. And then Adam Cole came out and attacked. And we ended with a stare down between the two of them. Uh, before that, we had uh, Finn doing the finger guns and AJ doing the two sweet. Uh, Adam Cole coming in. I thought this was a great way to go off. There. And shout out to Adam Cole. In, in five days, he main evented against Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. He main evented three days later against Seth Rollins on Raw and then is one of the final pieces you see in the main event of NXT. Like, what a freaking five days for that dude. Awesome to him. Yeah. Um, so they online wrote, people are... They wrote, they wrote that for him. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome job of those guys with the pencil. <laughs> they don't need writers. Wrestlers just go out there and say whatever's on their mind. Right. <laughs> he just waits until his music plays. Oh, good lord um <laughs> see cody tonight okay so cody that was not i mean he had some bullet points he had some ideas he just not go out there and freestyle that entire thing tonight i think right. aew and i said this and again what cody did tonight was excellent but the reason why writers and producers and creatives are good uh matt actors you've been in films and tv before actors don't just go out there and improvise their scenes and come up with their own lines you have writers you have directors like it's a collaborative process. They're being told, "Here is your role. Here yes. is your character." It's not where wrestling is different. Wrestling is you're supposed to be, generally, if you want to get over who you are, dialed all the way the f up. Unless you're playing a specific character hmm. that they're giving you, there's a big difference here. Yeah, although even in music, 
singer songwriters go out there they collaborate with other people i don't know i'm not against collaboration when it's done well when it's done poorly though i think right. it's very easy to say oh well it's because you got writer song stuff and it's not wwe creative that's the problem and we've said this before it's vince it's kevin dunn it's the guys at the top that are vetoing because look at all the former writers who when they leave tell you all these awesome ideas they had and things they wanted to do 50 writers glenn 50. no 50 i think back. vince needs 50 writers to and validate that, him and have that right they're like two writers three maybe uh, but even that, I mean, Jericho, look at what Jericho's doing now. Jericho, before, like, uh, Jimmy Jacobs was a big collaborator for Chris Jericho for coming up with The List, The Scarf, It, all of I that mean, stuff. Chris is probably talking more than listening. Eh, Jimmy yeah, Jacobs and telling him what to do. I can say uh, six years ago, I got to the second to last stage of the WB Creative Writers interview process. And just by that experience of what they ask you and what and what goes into what they want you to do in terms of yeah. uh, pitches, it's it's not it's not you're not set up to succeed. You are literally set up to be a placeholder of a particular chair of writer number five or writer number six for this team. It, it's it's just not like what Glenn's That's saying. Cool. Yeah, you, you did that. I know you did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, 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 twenty. Yeah, late 2014 and 2015. I mean, it's a great experience. I took a lot away from it, but but I but I learned, and it's funny now. I see as we're as we learn more about this, and more guys are like like mocks are talking about it. It's just and until Vince changes things, it's just not until he's. I don't know. It's not going to change. You need people to collaborate with. You know, I see what Glenn's saying. You do want some writers and some producers. You want people that aren't. You know, you don't want it just to be the guys who are also talent running everything because you, you, you run a risk of Can I tell you how, how it works, how you spoke, how it's supposed to work. And this how it worked for me at TNA when I cut my better promos by far than what I did in WWE was when I'd be done, um, Booker, Na uh, Booker T, Nash, Bubba, Bubba Ray Dudley, um, Kurt Angle, whomever, Sting, Flair, they'd all pull me aside after my promo or my matches and tell me what they thought. I didn't have to always ask them. They would tell me because they know I'd want to learn. And I would take what they gave me and I would implement it if it was something that I felt worked for my character or not the next week. And that's the back and forth and that I'll take any day of the week of talking to a creative person. I also think that having a little bit of opposition, a little bit of tension is good for creativity. You need somebody there to maybe try and push back on you or tell you no. So you're fighting against them. It prompts you. It pushes you to be more creative. But there has to be that right balance. And there's just, the problem is. There's, yeah. yeah. And there's. Well, no, Glenn, you're right. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. There's too many of them. Yeah. There are too many cooks in the kitchen. An idea starts on this side of the room. And by the time it gets around the room, you are, it is completely unrecognizable. It, 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 there's just too many cooks in the kitchen. It's just hard for me to subscribe to anybody telling me how to be Matt Morgan better than Matt Morgan telling me how to be Matt Morgan. I, I, I don't yeah. understand how that doesn't make sense to everybody. Yeah, I don't know. I think it all depends on how it ends up and what's entertaining unless, and what people gravitate to. Unless you are a specific character-driven yeah. type of character, right? Like a gimmick. That's different. Yeah, although in stories, we're seeing that ebb and flow a little bit now too, right? Where it's like, okay, am I the underdog in this story? Am I fighting against the man? Am I Rusev, who's, you know, a good example of this, like Rusev is in this position. I don't think they're really giving him anything. Like he's going out there looking like a deer in headlights. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I think could could benefit from some there better writing. Talents that don't have the charisma but look like a million bucks. Yeah, I do need it. Obviously, I'm not saying that. But, uh. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, 
I'm hard pressed. AEW had a fantastic show tonight. I'm taking AEW, and I mean it because I know I shouldn't give it so much because of two things, but effort I am. The Jericho and Cody promo for me is what really made this a great show for me, slating out very slightly over NXT this week. Not like normal, where they, I think they always spank NXT. I think they just barely, like like NXT kicked out on three, like three three point oh five. Yeah, Justin, I agree. I think it's, I think AEW wins, but just slightly. Uh, like I said, and, and I think AEW had the advantage of you know you're going to get some payoffs here in just a couple of days, just a couple of nights. You got a pay per view coming yeah. up, so the fact this is a go home show that works in their favor. NXT oh. used to. You still have a few more weeks until you get to anything. With Great NXT. question before we leave, guys. Do you think – we don't talk about this enough. We get on WWE all the time, but with AEW, do you feel they did enough – actually, Glenn, you did bring it up. Do you think they did do enough to make us want to watch the pay-per-view? 50 bucks, man, which is weird. I, I don't think yeah. they – I don't – Cody maybe. Cody's promo maybe, again, putting the stipulation out there. He, I, he, I, I, I would have paid the money for watching Kofi win the title. Remember I said that? I've, just yeah. for that moment, I think I would have paid the money for it. For me, I think I'd pay for that to see Cody win the title here. Normally, I wouldn't watch 50 bucks for any wrestling, though. Yeah. I mean, it could be Hulk Hogan versus The Rock point three. I still wouldn't pay that much money because I know it's going to be on YouTube like later on. And that's that because that's the part of it. And I never want to advocate watching this through secondary means, but it's right. like... 50 bucks, man. I mean, just on principle. I mean, 50 bucks isn't a huge amount of money to me, but I remember a time in my life when it was, and I have yeah. an issue with that. Like, do you remember what you'd have to do for that? Like, if you ever asked your parents, like, to order a pay per view? Oh, I'd have to have multiple friends cash in advance <laughs> that we would have to give to my mom to then order the paper. Like, no IOUs. You didn't have to like set up chores and crap see, like that. Of the then the Sunday would come and you get to watch it. No, I would get it sometimes as a reward, like based on good grades, or you know there would be some different criteria for it. But uh, but as an adult, I remember what was it? The first invasion pay per view, the WCW mm-hmm. invasion. I remember buying that, and oh, that that didn't that did not prompt me to keep buying pay per views. You know, on a see, regular basis. See, me and my best friend growing up. My best friend was a wrestling fan. We went to the. WrestleMania 17 together in Houston. We both, both of our families had those little black boxes. So we yeah. we had all the illegal pay-per-views coming through. Gerald so like, box, was it? It was, I don't, it was, it was, it was called a scrambler. So from 1996, so from 90, 96 to 03. <laughs> Dude, tell me you watched Playboy. Is it, watch Playboy. Oh, I was going to say like that. pay-per-view there were, porn. There was, know? there was, there was, there was porn, there was porn on it. There was the rest, the, the one, cha- there was like six pay-per-view channels. One was porn. One was wrestling. The other four were just whatever, like the top five movies were that just got released in the loop. So oh, you're so lucky. Dude. I mean, I think the statute of limitations is up. I can't be prosecuted at this point for it. But like we just from '96 to '03, man, it was didn't have to pay for it. Uh, so quickly, Randy Orton resigned with the WWE. Yeah, right. yeah let's run through this. Uh, so Randy, yeah, Randy Orton confirmed he's 39. He's got a new uh, five-year deal. With WWE, this after he was teasing, you know, some AEW elite things. But I, what I think it was, and it looks like it probably was, he was just looking for a little leverage in the negotiations. WWE's not gonna, they they can't afford to lose Randy Orton. A bit of trolling too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, but good for Randy Orton. Um, Alexa Bliss injured? Yeah, Alexa again. uh, Yeah, this is a so this is interesting. Uh, I'll go through this. So Alexa Bliss has been absent from the past couple weeks of TV tapings due to a shoulder injury. That's according to PW Insider. 
Her last in-ring appearance, her last match was at Hell in a Cell on October 6th. Um, right now, suppose there's no timetable for her return. Ringside Fest, uh, I guess she was scheduled to be at an appearance there. She canceled last minute, so they replaced her with Becky Lynch. Uh, Bliss has also been vocal on Twitter. Uh, some other wrestling website, I don't even remember the name of it, had a clickbait kind of headline talking about her injury status and her career, and, and she basically shut them down. So I think I think she's getting tired of, of all the controversy surrounding, but she has had a lot of time off at different points uh, yes. due to injury. So. Yes, uh, speaking of injury, Hulk Hogan is going to have another back surgery next week. Um, so he's going to have another surgery. Uh, he's been on the crutch, oh, using one crutch recently, as some of us have seen on video and, and pictures. But supposedly they're going to have him uh, have another, another surgery. Sixty six, and he's hoping that he feels better. And of course, Hulk's always there to remind us that Mania is in Tampa <laughs> this year, and he'd like to have one more match, brother. One more match. One more match. And finally, uh, ratings. So Raw did two point one four million viewers, up slightly from last week, but still the fourth lowest non-holiday number in the history of Monday Night Raw. Third hour did one point eight five million. That's the lowest non-holiday for the third hour ever. Um, so the drop from hour one to hour three, the biggest in the history of the show. And also WWE debuted their new show backstage on FS1 uh, last night, Tuesday night. Didn't start off good. It's uh, le- only basically about 49,000 viewers, 49,000 viewers. And this is with them promoting Bray Wyatt appearing to unveil his new universal title in the Firefly Funhouse. I'll just say this. It's true. It's it's FS1 on a Tuesday night, random, 11 o'clock, maybe not the most ideal. I watched this, and WWE, this, remember, this is a Fox show, not WWE. Maybe. I thought this was going to be like the, the pre-show or post-show panel where it's all kayfabe, storyline. This was Booker T, Renee Young, Christian, and Paige breaking kayfabe, talking like we would talk, talking about how, Seth Rollins booking. He needs to get back on the way, you know, he's up here and talking about Bray Wyatt, how, you know, he got better in ring to match the personality and the, and the red lights. And what do people think of that? And Booker T talking about how long it took for WWE to sign Adam Cole. This was actually the most, you know, they acknowledged negative tweets live on the air and they shot back at the trolls. This was actually very entertaining, I thought, by backstage on Fox Sports. So if you haven't checked that out, I do encourage you to do so because it was not a WWE uh, quarantine production. This was Fox letting those four people go loose. Not opening up life expectancy charts, actuary tables, trying to figure out how old Vince McMahon's going to live to be. <laughs> not quite. No. So that leaves, leaves some room for them. Um, so uh, 49,000 viewers, folks. This podcast, the Wrestling Inc. podcast, tell a friend, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, share this uh, because I'm just saying it's attainable. I think we could beat WWE backstage with our numbers. And they, they need to have us on that show. We would absolutely run the gamut if we, they had us on that show. And we'll see all of you in Tampa this April. Yes, many a weekend, right? We're gonna yeah. do it. We, we are. We are gonna do it. The wheels are in motion. Live Going to Tampa podcast. Yeah, it'll be something. Um, so he what is background at- is Glenn going to bring? <laughs> <laughs> at least every week, people are stopping, you know, yelling at me in the chat. Clean your damn office. How much so, blue chew are you going to bring, Glenn? Oh, you know, it's a good question. <laughs> it's <laughs> chewable, Matt. It. You don't <laughs> snort. You chew it. You chew it. <laughs> 
Anyhow, uh, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein on Twitter. And uh, tune back in Friday night. I'm going to be out. Uh, but Matt, Raj, Michael Wiseman are going to be talking about SmackDown. Saturday, full gear coverage. I'll be back next week. And uh, we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>